When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, a little bit of everything, plus birthdays. There's armpit fetishes. There's cheese fetishes. There. I mean, I remember when I first started webcamming, and there was this guy, and he took everybody to private just to watch him eat cheese. Or watch, no, he wanted to watch you eat cheese. It got me healthy. It got me healthy mind, body, and spirit, like 100 million times percent. And I love where I am now, and I have the industry to thank for that because it's given me that opportunity to take the time. Um, I love growing cannabis, uh, especially. I like popping that from seed. I, the reason why I like um, growing cannabis is because it's such a it, – the plant really communicates with you. You know when it needs water. You know when it needs nutrients. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share – we really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So our first guest is Alexis Fox. And while she's most famous for being in adult films, which is fascinating, she's also involved in so many interesting things. Everything from fetish work to cannabis, coffee, beer, podcasts, variety shows, travel, so many things that... For the first time, I didn't really even know where to start. So I picked what to me was the most recent thing, foot fetishes. You've been doing adult films for a while, but what made you transition into the foot fetish aspect of it? I wouldn't say that it's jumping off. It's just expanding what I already do. You know, it was just an opportunity to be on a foot site. So I took it because I believe in having multiple streams of income and not concentrating on just one site. So Feet AF is just another, is just safe for work, foot site. makes it super easy. I can take pictures all day of my feet and send it up and make little albums of it. When you go into the different fetishes, is like the foot fetish different than another fetish or are they all kind of the same in, in a different way, if that makes any sense? Well, I mean, you're going to use your feet in different ways. And like when you do customs, you are getting really that individual person's like fetish. So they may be like, I only want to see your soles. I want them dirty, uh, wear a skirt with it or, you know, or be nude or this or that. And then the next person may be ordering another foot fetish and say, you know, I would like for you to be more on your toes or, you know, everybody's different. And you could get down to the very simple, you know, little intricate details you know i would like to only have you wear red and have your toes painted this color and 
it, you know, people, I have long toes, so people like my toes, um, you know, so I get a lot of requests for that. So I've learned how to move those in ways that are really interesting and intricate for those people that like that fetish. But like any fetish that I, I have a lot of requests for, I, you know, research it and make sure like, okay, like, what are the terms? What are what are the phrases that people may like or are really into? And I just try to take note of all those different things because you're going to hit a lot of people with those. Does that make sense? So you would like, you didn't necessarily start out as this is just like an avenue that you had like, Hey, I'm doing this. So I'm going to do this too. You know, once you get into adult work, um, like you, you gain fans and fans are going to tell you what they like. And foot fetish is a very popular fetish. Um, I'm a, I guess I'm a hustler in a sense, like, you know, Hey, if they want to offer me a site to do something and it's, it's, you know, it's, I'm already kind of doing it. It just makes sense to do it. But yeah, I mean, I, you could have, there's armpit fetishes, there's cheese fetishes there. I mean, I remember when I first started webcamming and there was this guy, he took everybody to private just to watch him eat cheese or watch. No, he wanted to watch you eat cheese. So it's like, do you have eat cheese in the refrigerator? He'd be like, yeah. He was like, okay, I'll take you to private. And like, it's like an online webcast. Are you familiar with like webcam? And all yeah. That stuff? Yeah. yeah. Web so it's like, you know, we're on webcam. Yeah, I have a, a block of Swiss, and you'd be like, "Oh, go get it! I'll take it in a private, and we'll eat cheese, okay?" And and like, yeah, you can have someone, you know, literally they're paying per minute to watch you eat cheese, or or put lotion on your feet if it's the foot fetish, or uh, you know, there's also you can, you know, depending on what, you can also use a toy and pretend that toy, and and it's just like almost like you doing jerk off instructions, but with your feet. It's you know, it's just kind of all intermingled. I keep thinking about the cheese guy. Was yeah. it a specific kind of cheese? You're probably going to have nightmares about that. Just think about cheddar cheese. And just somebody staring at you while you eat some cheese. For like 30, for 30, like for 30 minutes, just eat cheese. Hmm? Was it was it specific kind? Like he felt differently no. about cheddar than he did about Swiss or something? I think it was just the fact of eating cheese. <laughs> I got some cheese right here, but I had to give you the visual. <laughs> I'm all right. Um, <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> you know, and smoking fetish. I mean, that's another one that, you know, people would like to, hey, do you, I don't smoke cigarettes. I smoke weed, but I don't smoke cigarettes. But they, for some smoking fetish people, you know, it has to be a certain type of cigarette. You know what I mean? So they have, oh, but I really only like the Marble 1000s or whatever the fuck they're called. And I'm like, no, I don't smoke that. But if you want me to roll a joint or a blunt, I'm cool with that. At least I'll have some fun in the meantime. I'm not going to totally destroy my lungs with a bunch of chemicals I don't understand. Getting into the more kind of general questions. So you now you were in the Air Force. How did you get how did you get started in the industry? I was in the Air Force a long time ago. Did that to get out of my small town, to move around, to have experience, to start living life. Um, been to college, went to school, got a degree in physiological psychology, specialization in neuroanatomy. Um, was working, you know, in the nine to five bullshit jobs, was miserable. And hauled off and quit everything. And I was living in Miami, Florida at the time. So I was like, oh, shit, maybe I should get a job. This is like after six months or something like that. And Craigslist had a ad to be an extra on Dancing Bear. And I'm a free spirit. I've had a lot of sex. I don't like I'm pretty open about all my shit. And um, I'm like, oh, I love porn. To be an extra, that'd be kind of cool to watch people fuck or whatever. So I went and uh, I was going down just to be an extra in here. Like they needed extra girls to do blowjobs that day. And I was like, fuck yeah. I'll ra- I just raised my hand. I was like, yeah, I can get paid that much for a blowjob. Fuck yeah, I'll do it. 
And uh, I did it. And the next day I was booked for a boy girl and I had a name and everything in history has been written. Did you ever regret it at any point? No, never. I have never regretted my decisions. Were you, were you surprised kind of when it, when it happened, like how quickly the transition was made? You know, I think when you're in it, you're not really noticing the transition or like, like, holy shit, this is really becoming a career. I think like, you know, you, you just dive into it and you get into it and you start doing it. And I even like, it's still like, I guess I could, I don't know. I'm still surprised today. Like I still, you know, when fans come up to me and they recognize me, it still feels like, I'm like, Oh my God, they know who I am. Like, it's still like, wow. I'm still that, I still have that personality of like a small town Pennsylvania girl, you know, like that's never going to leave me, but yeah, it's been a hell of, it's been a great career. I am so happy. And I'm so happy that I did say yes to that opportunity because it gave me a lot of freedom and the freedom that it's given me is the time. And when you have freedom time to be able to do the things that you want to do and create your own schedule, you become a lot happier person. You're no longer working for somebody else's dreams. You can be start working for your own dreams and now you're making the money to do so. So I, it almost like completely changed my life for the better. I was probably not in the best spot and uh, mentally, physically, or emotionally or spiritually at that time. And like seeing yourself on camera, um, Twitter was start starting out, noticing how people will hang on to your every word. Like it just made me think, wow, if I'm going to be on this and I'm going to be in this and people are going to see me, follow me, do whatever, then I am going to get healthy. I'm going to project a healthy image and not just project it and just pretend it, but actually be it and be consistent in those actions you know, then I'm, this is going to be a great career and a business decision. And it has. And that's how I've just always approached it is, you know, it got me healthy. It got me healthy, mind, body and spirit, like a hundred million times percent. And I love where I am now. And I have the industry to think for that because it's giving me that opportunity to take the time for self-love, self-care and do those things and the passions that really, really drive my soul and keep my soul on fire. Like I've been able to start different businesses. I'm able to travel. I'm able to make decisions. You know what? I'm going to go do this today. I'm going to go shoot my bow and arrow in the fucking desert. I'm going to go do that. And I'm like, I'm really going to go do to the desert and go shoot my bow and arrow. <laughs> I said it. I'm going to go do it. Yeah. The thing that I've, I guess, always wondered about people who are in adult films is like, what's your, what's, what's your life like? Cause the preconceived notion that I have and right, we all know what preconceived notions are like. You go to a film set you have sex on camera and then it's parties at night, like just this <laughs> crazy lifestyle. This is what I'm imagining. So correct me where I'm wrong. Like what's, what's yours or your average adult actress's life really like? Well, again, I will only speak from my personal. Yeah. I can only speak from my own personal and how I, how I control and I will never speak on other people's lives and, and, and make generalizations on other people. However, for myself and for a lot of people that I consider friends in the in in the industry, because you know, you usually flock to those that are very much alike or that inspire, or I try to flock to those that inspire me that are smart, intelligent, and they're moving forward with their lives in many directions. Um, I don't go out and party. <laughs> I actually, ever since I got into the industry, I never was. I've never been that person like, oh yeah, let's go party. And you don't go party after set, you're exhausted. You know, you're tired. You, you may have a shoot the next day. You may have an eight o'clock call time. You may have been on set for 12 hours. Maybe you're working a feature. You have, you know, millions of other things to think about other than going out and doing parties. And, you know, we, I don't have on set romances. I don't really know anybody who does. Not that I would give a shit to tell their story anyway. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just, 
it's, I think the preconceived ideas are always funny because then you guys get that from movies that you've seen. You think about the 70s. And I'm not saying maybe it hasn't happened or it doesn't happen, but it's never happened with me. I don't know. And it's not something I think happens on anywhere regular at all. It's just like if you go to an industry party, it's like an AVN party. So my my thing for any party, because I'm not a party girl, I'm, I'm an introvert. I like my little home base. Um, I go, I do about one, I could do about 90 minutes and make, <laughs> shake all the hands I need to shake and I get the fuck out of there and go eat, eat, eat food. But that's me. And it's not that we just shoot on camera. We're shooting our own content. We're writing our own content. We are, we're planning our lives. We are, you know, I have a coffee business, a podcast, a comedy show. You know, I'm making a wine this year. I did a beer. I'm doing my second beer collab. Uh, you know, uh, I just shot content yesterday. I was just shooting a calendar all last week, which was about 14 different looks. Cover might be, you know, like whatever, which is long days. That's 12, 14 hour days. People don't realize. And then like I have to sit here and then I get into my computer and I'll spend all day on my computer, probably the next couple of days, just catching up on my DMs on all the different private sites that I have, you know, the subscription sites. So the OnlyFans is easy plus. It's not like we just sit around and be like, get a call and be like, hey, do you want to fuck so-and-so and we got cameras on? It doesn't happen that way. Do you have to kind of strike while the iron is hot? I mean, you've had a long career, but is is anybody in the industry, is the clock kind of ticking on them? I don't really look at it that way. I mean, I think, like, I don't have any clock ticking. Um, I just like to do, I love, I love what I do. So why not do it until I don't want to do it anymore? Okay. Are you ready for some harder slash listener submitted questions? Yeah, let's do it. How much does acting matter or how much... Like acting, would you say you're doing in a scene or is that that's really how you're feeling in the moment? You know, it depends on the scene and your scene partners, you know, uh, like luckily I've been in and I, I work a lot with the same individuals. So we know our, we know what we're doing. And so that kind of, we just have fun at that point because we know what to do. We know where the cameras are. Um, there isn't, you know, that's not really acting. We're just having a really good time and enjoying it. Um, acting part, you know, is more in the dialogue and things of that nature. Some people, you know, you maybe never worked with before. And, you know, the biggest thing you want to create some chemistry so that you, the viewer is going to get into that, you know, the chemistry the pat, like whatever you guys see on that other side. Are you generally doing scenes with people that like in if if this wasn't your job, like, oh yeah, I would probably do this with this person if the camera wasn't here? Oh no, I'm not matched with anybody. Like I, I don't date in the industry or anything like that. Um I I don't even look at it that way. I just this is a person I work with. <laughs> I don't even look at it like I really don't. I don't look at any single person, whether it's female or male, and thought <clears throat> I would date you outside of this. I never I never has never crossed my mind. I don't think that way. These are these are actresses and actors that I work with. I have up no, like total respect for them, and I don't put them in that. I don't put them in my imagination like that. Hardest kind of scene to do. Hmm. Hardest kind of scene for me for me to do is <laughs> any scene that's really late in the night and I haven't been able to eat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, any more anal and DP are getting pretty easy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know, Joe. <laughs> What's my hardest scene? Um, hardest things to do is just maybe I think the hardest time I ever have is like sometimes when maybe I don't know maybe when the person maybe when people are things just aren't prepared but I mean like things don't really happen really anymore like (laughs) 
you know, maybe it was a lot of harder when I was, you know, newer in the industry. Maybe I don't know, but things people want you to do, but you won't. So oh. I guess like most frequent requests like that my you get. Boundary, you gotta, yeah, I'm not into like, I mean, my boundaries are pretty just basic. Like I'm not going to, like I've, obviously I'm not going to do any kind of, I'm just not comfortable doing any type of medical dom or anything that involves uh, body like feces. <laughs> like really just, I'm not into gross things that I consider gross. Not to, you know, I don't, I don't know. There's just, it's just, I mean, the things that I wouldn't do are just, I think common sense shit. Like I don't even really like to answer those questions. Cause it's like, I'm not going to sit here and name. I don't even like to, yeah, I'm just, there's just things that you wouldn't do. I probably wouldn't do Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just common sense stuff. I don't do like, I'm there's, there's certain words there's certain, I'm not going to vomit. I'm not going to, you know, like there's just, there's things that you could ask that I'm just like, no, I'm not going to vomit. Oh, I don't write my name on, boards or my body. I don't, I think it's, that's just not me. I'm not going to do that. A lot of times you get asked like, Hey, can you write my, can you write um, your name on a piece of paper or, you know, this or that? I, I don't do that because they can actually literally in Photoshop, take that out and put something else in. They can, and I just don't want to play with that. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't, and also I'm really, I, to me, I don't know why I feel this way, but I am not writing another person's name on my body. I don't have any names on my body, and it's not going to happen. That just to me is no. Are those kind of requests, are they frequent, or do you just like get them? Yeah, you get them sporadically. Favorite, your favorite type of scene? Uh, my favorite type of scene? Mm. <sighs> I don't really pick favorites. I don't really do this kind of stuff. Uh because every scene can be great. Uh, I like, I really don't have like, I don't really don't pick favorites. I don't pick favorite male actors or female actors. I don't pick this thing over that thing. I really kind of take each experience for what it is. And it's not really in my interest or I care to pick favorites of any sort. I enjoy DP scenes. I enjoy anal scenes. I enjoy my boy girl scenes. I just simple vag scenes, girl, girl scenes, dialogue days i it doesn't i don't really have a favorite just kind of whatever's whatever i like clever. the variety that i'm and i'm able to have at work like it's not like i don't go to their office and open open up the same book every day what is your personal favorite porn title like the title of a film or a scene that you did and was like that's a pretty good title Okay, well, I actually wrote a few that are my favorites. I will pick those because I wrote them and imagined them and 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 then pitched them to to MindGeek. Actually, I did um, Unbound, uh, and I did The Voyeur Next Door, and those two are my favorite titles because those were things that I came up with and they produced, and they That's also came cool. up for a nomination for awards. So, yeah, they did really well. Pretty popular. Weird. When people kind of recognize you out in public, do they usually come like right up and introduce themselves or say, hey, I know who you are? It would depend on the person. I mean, if you recognized someone that you saw um, in the porn industry, would you walk up to them or would you be shy about it? Because it's oh, really be an individual. Yeah, yeah, you'd be in a, you might stare. You might look. You might, you'll do the, like the, the look back like, oh, I think I know you or – that you can always tell the glance. You can always tell in the eyes. And it really is individual based. Some people feel very confident and they'll come up and ask for a hug or a picture. Usually it's a picture. I'm not really into like hugging and kissing. I don't really like that. Um, 
But, you know, I don't mind putting my arm around somebody. Hugs are right sometimes, but no, don't ask me to kiss me on my face. That's not, not allowed. Um, and then there's, you know, you have the individuals like, I think I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, probably the internet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it also, like, whenever they say, um, uh, yeah, but I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's where I know you. But I don't really watch that much. I'm like, I'm one person. You can be honest about it. If you wanted to watch, tell me you watched porn 24 hours, seven days a week, I could care less. Like, that's that's you. That's awesome. You know, kudos. Um, so it really just depends on the person. Um, people, people know that I'm very friendly and very approachable and I love getting my picture taken with fans. I think that's the coolest thing ever. I'm, I'm still like, like I said before, you know, it still feels like the first time, um, that when someone says, Hey, you know, can I get a picture with you? It's like, cool. Yeah, of course. Okay. On a scale of one to 10 with one being like somebody you've, nobody's ever heard of and 10 being the most famous people that you can imagine, right? Like A-list celebrities, et cetera. At what level would you say is the most famous person that has tried to get into your DMs? <laughs> I don't look at my DMs. If you at all, I don't look at my DMs on any free public social media at all. So if there's anybody sitting in there, I'm never going to read it, never going to answer it. If you want to get my DM, then you would definitely have to subscribe to me. Um, and if there's people or celebrities that are subscribed to me and stuff like that, that's their business, not mine. And I would also never say, what's your best gardening tip? Oh yeah. Somebody that knows I'm a gardener. That's kudos to your fan on that one. Um, or to your audience on that. Yes. Um, I garden indoor and outdoor. Um, I love growing cannabis, uh, especially I like popping that from seed. I, the reason why I like, um, growing cannabis is because it's such a, it, the plant really communicates with you. You know when it needs water. You know when it needs nutrients. So you just have to watch it and look at it. It's such a good plant to learn from. But I will grow anything. I have mints. I just noticed my artichokes actually coming back through. The weather's nice finally here in Vegas. I've got a hydroponics garden going in my living uh, in my plant room, which is I have a tomato plant that's going wild. Um, oregano. I love um, growing a lot of my own herbs and stuff because I like to make my own teas. But I literally, if I can, if I get a seed, I'll try to grow it. I love gardening. <laughs> uh, your favorite marijuana right now? <laughs> favorite, uh, I guess probably favorite strain is what they're asking. I think that's um, what they mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it's funny. They all have such weird, weird names anymore. Like, you know, I, I just, people give me a lot of weed. <laughs> so I got so I smoke what I'm given <laughs> just because the free it's, stuff. That's it's the free. Best stuff. It's, it's right. Well, it, it kind of goes along with the podcast and the comedy show because it is cannabis friendly. And so people would like to get, you know, me promote them on my show or have them, you know, have me try it out, promote their item. Um, but as far as strains go, like I've just, I don't even pay attention really anymore. I kind of like pay attention to say, okay, I look at the terpenes and I look at like, what I've been told and, and kind of go by that. Like, okay, well, I want, want this to make me a little bit more hungry or I want this to make me a little more tired or, or it depends if I'm being creative, I might, you know, want to go more sediva dominant and that's more just, I don't know. There's, I don't really, as far as naming strains, I went through a, like a Sunday driver. Um, that was my favorite for a while. I went through a whole kick of Sunday driver, but, um, and then there's Jack and it was like old school. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all the questions I got. Is there kind of anything that you think we missed or what's coming up next for you? 
Um, well, I mean, definitely go out and buy my coffee, highafcoffee.com. Uh, we're collabing uh, again with a, another beer, Astronomy Works here in Vegas. We're tapping the keg on October 16th at Corey's, which I'm really excited about. Um, but yeah, and our first beer went, did so well, we're going to be canning it. So my coffee is going to be on part of a can of, of beer, which is really neat. Never thought that was going to happen, but it did. Um, I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm, my dreams just keep popping up and coming true. So I'm, I'm pretty darn happy. <laughs> yeah. And check out our podcast. <laughs> I want to thank Alexis so much for joining us. If you want to connect with her, we have linked to her on our social media accounts. We're profoundly pointless on Instagram and Twitter, and we have also included her information in the episode description. There you can find everything from her social media accounts, the different brands that she works with, and her podcast as well. It's, 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 it is actually really cool. Okay, now let's go ahead and bring in John Shaw. All right. If you were to run into your favorite adult film star in public, would you go up to them? Would you stare at them? Like, what are you what are you going to do? I mean, this is this is assuming that I have a favorite uh, adult. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming you have a favorite. Um, Okay, Everybody has a favorite. Whatever your sexuality, everyone has a favorite (laughs) at some point. If not. Five to ten favorites. <laughs> One for each finger. Um, you know, I don't get starstruck too often, if if at all. I don't think I would be in awe of them. Honestly, I would probably see them and be, and and probably be like, oh, they they just they look normal. I would assume they probably don't have any makeup on, or they're just going about their regular life, and I probably wouldn't probably wouldn't pay that much attention, to be honest. It's probably easier to tell the women from the men simply because I assume most of the women are particularly well endowed and you would notice Uh-oh. that easier than you would notice a well endowed man. I, I don't actually know. Maybe you would notice a well endowed man. <laughs> I, I easier. I'm not sure I can comment. I, I've never been blessed with that that problem in my life, I don't think. Where I've have you but have you ever been out in public and noticed another guy and been like, wow, that dude is probably packing? <laughs> no, I can honestly say I've never had that thought run across my mind yet about a, even, another man. Even by accident, right? Like, I'm not saying that you're honed in, zooming in on that location. I'm just saying that maybe you were doing something. <laughs> he was coming downstairs, whatever. No, Have no. you ever act, like noticed? No, I, I've never never noticed and I, I i'm not even i'm not even like trying to just hide anything i just i never i can't recall a time where a man's been passing uh by me and i i've been like wow look look at that johnsonville brat right there <laughs> do you think women notice yeah i mean it's just it's just like what you said which is why we're on this topic for whatever reason about men now is i i think when you know when there's a busty woman or if she has a nice butt or something, you know, men, men tend to gravitate there, whether you're happily married or not. I think it's just human nature. I think it's the same thing for women. But okay. I would say that for men, women's areas like the chest and the butt are in the top three, if not the top five areas that a man is going to look at. I wouldn't say that a man's, package area is in the top five areas that a woman is going to look at 
That would just be my guess. I, I I think it would be top five. I really do. I just think I, I I think it might be number four or five, but I really think it's on the list. I I don't know, man. The highest I'm willing to put it is number seven, honestly, because I would think that a woman is probably looking at. Well, oh, wait, are we counting face as one, or are we counting like eyes, nose, lips? I mean, I, I hairline. <laughs> I was thinking just like yeah, like a generic like face as one, you know, biceps as one, you know, like you know, you know, muscle groups, things like that. Okay, then I could see it being in the top five. But if we were going to go ahead and like partition it out and say that the like the different parts of the face would each be one thing, then I would put it back out of the top five in terms of a woman looking at a man's package area. <laughs> I, I'm, I I would like to know how long does a woman look at the man's package area on any given time? Like, is it a good hard look or is it just like a, oh, well, he's not packing anything. I'm just going to look at his receding hairline now. Mm. I would honestly say that a woman probably looks at a man's package area once in his lifetime. <laughs> you only let me text my wife. <laughs> Let's see if we can get an answer. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on while she probably ignores this text completely, and we'll see if we get an answer from my wife. Uh, all right. Let's let's that's that's the that's the big question. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, who rank these in terms of people you could recognize in public? Sports stars, actors, musicians, adult film stars, politicians. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna forget most of those, but I'm I'm gonna go with probably politicians and adult film stars at the bottom, like four and five. Which one's number four though? Which one's the very bottom? Adult I, film stars or politicians? Yeah, I'd probably go adult film stars at the very bottom. I think. But to be fair, John still does, and I used to work in the news business, mm. so we would probably know more. Simply by our job, we would probably know more politicians than most people would. I would think that for most people, that number would probably be reversed. I'm going to say this and I, and stand by it, and that is I don't think there's as many adult film stars that are well-known on a, I don't know, global scale anymore. I mean, <laughs> other – other my, All right. My wife is here. Let's She's get an not going to appear on camera. Honey. How many times would you say that you've looked at my package area <laughs> on a either daily, monthly, or yearly basis? How many times have you looked in that general area? Daily for the past 10 years. Would you say that's normal for most women to like check out a guy's package area? Sure. Is it in? Okay, if you're going to look at somebody... If you're looking at an, if a woman is looking at a man, is it in the top five things that she's going to look at, or is it out of the top five things? Like the first things you're going to check out, is it in the top five or out of the top five? No, but living with you, it's just something that I see. <laughs> okay, but for most women, if you like, if you were just walking through the grocery store, no, you don't look at that. No, because okay. you can't see anything. Oh. You're not looking. Okay. 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 
have you ever like can have you ever seen another man's and been like wow he's packing <laughs> no not besides like on tv or something where they're like trying to like accentuate it like on purpose all right dude this is good for us <laughs> yeah. so in other words yeah. my wife like women aren't seeing a lot of dudes with huge packages just walking around that's good it's um, good for us yeah good, well, good for us it's great it's great for us that means it's like at least we're close to average we're close <laughs> to average at the very least right and your wife's a saint that's all we'll say anyway we've gone on along this long let's 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 let's, let's move on to your thing yeah, let's uh, let, let's honor our own all stars, shall we? With some shout outs. Ooh, nicely done. Nicely Thank done. Thank you. Uh, go ahead and stutter on the first one. <laughs> we'll start with. <laughs> I'm not going to stutter. Um, we'll start with uh, Brandon Manzel. Appreciate you. Uh, John Habib, Amber Renee, Alex Shirley. Uh, his handle is at Alex Squirly. Thought that was a fun play on words. Uh, Jack good, Kelly, good, good. Jay Briggs, uh, Drew Klein, uh, Logan. And then I'm going to end with uh, Diego Uribe. Appreciate okay. uh, you, appreciate all you. Do you know who Jay Briggs is? Uh, I do, but I'd have to look at his profile again because I already forgot. Okay. He was the guest on the podcast last episode. Thanks for... <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show that you're on. So uh, I don't know where I get these these weird ass if or and questions, and I I don't I don't know why you're eating the microphone right now. Am I eating it? A little bit. It's pretty intense over here on my end. Like am yeah, I, when you look, am I yelling? Yeah, a little bit. It's pretty loud. What I'll fix I? it in post. Don't worry. There's, oh. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I like the excitement, though. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, so would you rather lick a smelly man's armpit or chew on his rotten toenail? <laughs> oh, lick his armpit. That's not even – I'm not chewing on it. First of all, I'm not going anywhere near anybody's feet. That's not my thing. <laughs> I find people's feet to, in general, my own feet included, to be disgusting. Like you're walking around barefoot. People who walk around barefoot outside, I do not understand that at all. Put some you're shoes on. You're a socks guy? You're – Oh, I'm not. No, no. Put your shoes on. We are living in 20, the 21st or the 22nd century. I can never keep that straight. But we invented shoes to climb out of the jungle. Put some fucking shoes on when you go outside. I, uh, that to me is gross because then you're just tracking that stuff around all through your house. So I'm licking stinky armpit all day. That's not even a choice to me. Yeah, I'd probably go armpit too. Toes are uh, rotten. Toenails can be pretty fucking disgusting uh this one's weird as weird so uh would you have <laughs> would you rather have a penis sized nipple or a a nipple sized penis oh. <laughs> god coming at you know you what i'd rather i'd rather have a penis sized nipple because <laughs> Maybe you could hide that. Wait a minute. Are we talking like projecting outwards? Or are we just talking about surface area? I mean, I don't, I don't know. We'll say it's, we'll say it's, well, if it's a, projecting outwards. That's a huge fucking problem, and everybody's going to be like, "What the heck is going on there?" We'll, we'll, or wait, are they now? Are both of them like that? Are they equal? I mean, just for for question's sake, we'll say. 
We'll say that they're both like three inches, two inches, two inches. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> oh, man. That is. It's a tough question. That is that is really hard. Well, I. God, I, I, I'd honestly think I'd rather have the penis sized nipples just because at the like, if you've got. If you got a small one, man, that just affects everything about your life. And there's got to be some way that you could kind of cover up your nipples. <laughs> See, yeah, I think even if you, I think I'd go with the nipple sized penis, you know, because you're going to be walking around with a, <laughs> a dick hanging off your chest for the rest of your life. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> how do you? But okay, okay. Here is why that I would rather go with the penis sized nipples is because if you've got penis-sized nipples, at least everybody can see it. And everybody knows what you're, what's, what's going on, right? People might look at you, but you're not surprising anybody. Now, if you've got the nipple-sized penis and you get the sex of your dreams, whatever, you're, whatever makes you get down, and you get them back to your room, you're surprising them. And they're going to be like, what? And that's the problem, right? <laughs> like the, if everybody knows, if everybody knows what they're getting into, then everybody's playing the same game, but it's worse to surprise people. That's why I think that I would rather have the penis sized nipples than a nipple sized penis. <laughs> I'm, you know, you make a good argument. I'm, I'm just going to stick with a nipple sized penis just because I just don't want. You're already it. used to it. I did, Well, I mean, listen, you know, I've had it for 30 years and you might as well just, there's no changing it now. Yeah, well, I don't have to worry about any woman looking at my package. That's for sure. Um, Man, neither do I. She's my <laughs> wife. Is absolutely lying. She doesn't look at my package at all. <laughs> Unless she's like that small. I got this thing. This is all I get for the rest of my life. I'm I'm quite excited to uh, to bring up this this topic to talk about. Okay, you. okay, okay, um, okay. Because it's something we haven't talked about on this podcast in at least two episodes, and that is space travel. And what's the problem with space for people who don't know, John has designated himself as space cop and he gets to decide who <laughs> gets you. to go to space and who doesn't get to go to space. And he is really upset about this. So let's, let's hear this whole thing. What's the problem with I'm, space now? I, the fact that William Shatner is going to be going up into space. He doesn't, I mean, come on, it's getting ridiculous now. William well, why Shatner, is he going? Why? What was the reason that they picked him? Like, what's the point of sending William Shatner into space? I I have no idea. I mean, other other than obviously he was. I mean, I guess you could say he's played one of the more iconic space characters, you know, space themed show characters of all time. Um, I, I you know, I mean, he's ninety for God's who's, sake. Well, but who's sending him into space? Uh, Jeff Bezos is going on Jeff Bezos, uh, one of his rockets. That's a bit like, I'm sick of that dude. <laughs> See, like, you're starting to get it. You're starting to space. But cop I'm junior. just sick of it in the sense of like, why of all the people that you could send into space that have had very well-known like sci-fi spaced careers like William Shatner, why are you going to pick him when you could pick a ton of other people that were like Jean-Luc Picard way better? I don't even know if that's actually his real name. Is he? What's his real name? He's Captain John Luke Picard, but I don't know what Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, idea yeah, Patrick Stewart. There, there's not a lot of celebrities where they are so synonymous with a character you don't actually know what they're. George from Seinfeld. 
I don't know what his real name is. He's George to me. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld or Friends, so I can't help you out there. I'm sorry. How is that even possible? I know. I no like, one ever simply by me. accident. I, I turn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but not sorry. Okay. You, you never thought, you know what? I'm going to finally see what this is about. Mm-mm. I have. No, I haven't. I respect it because I do the same thing with Titanic and Avatar. I refuse to fucking watch it for a second. Uh, are you ready for a top five? I am. It's. I think it's going to be an interesting one. So let's let's get to it. Okay. So our top five is top five birthdays. What's your number five? <laughs> uh, so I kind of went in the middle, I guess. Uh, my number five is going to be your 75th birthday. How is that in the middle? Uh, well, it's not really, that's not it's leaning towards the end, but it's, uh, it's 70, the end. it's not even, no, it's Jeez. not the end. No, it is for a lot of people. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah. Uh, okay. I, I have 75 as my number five. Cause you're still, you're still, uh, more or less with it. And, you know, it is probably one of the last birthdays, you know, as you start to get up in your eighties and obviously nineties that, you know. You're probably still a little active. You're having a good time, you know. So that's that's okay. why it's on the list. It seems like an odd choice, but <laughs> all right. I have something along those lines, but get to that later. Uh, my number five is thirty. I okay. think thirty is a great birthday. It's like when your adult life comes together around thirty, like your twenties. You're just confused and not knowing what to make of your life. And then you hit 30 and everything for me, at least, and other people just clicks. And you're like, okay, cool. I got this. <laughs> yeah, 30, uh, 30 is a good one. I don't have it on my list, but uh, it's on my honorable mention probably. I'd make an argument 29 is one of the worst birthdays. One of the worst times of – one of the worst years of your life is 29. <laughs> I would make an argument about that. Okay, what's your number four? Uh, so I go to the other end of the spectrum, and uh, I went with the 18th birthday as my number. Interesting, four. interesting. Yeah, it's uh okay. You know, it's um. I thought about either putting 16 or 18 in the spot, and uh, 18 allows you to have a little bit more freedom than 16. 16, you're usually still in high school. 18, you're you know, obviously out, you kind of started either in, you're either in college or you started working and, uh, you know, you're just not necessarily a kid anymore at 18 for, for most people, at least. Okay. 18 is a little bit higher on my list. Uh, my number four is 21. Okay. I don't now that might, that this might have changed for younger people where 21 is a bigger birthday, but I turned 21 at a time. Like I'd had a fake ID since I was 16. And a good one, like from the driver from the from the Department of Motor Vehicles, like took some like so it was it was good, right? So turning twenty one was not a huge thing for me. I was used to drinking long before that. Right. But it seems like it's harder to fake fake IDs now. So being yeah. twenty one might be a bigger thing these days. I you know, I, I don't even have it on my list. I, I don't have twenty one. Really? I, I don't. Uh for a, a few, I mean, a few reasons. The one is kind of what you just said about the alcohol and partying. Most people and kids are, are doing that well before 21. I, and, and around the world, you don't even have to be 21, right? So, I mean, it is what it That's is. That's true, yeah. 
Um, yeah, tw- I could I could see twenty one kind of. I think four is about the right spot for it. I don't think you can not have it on your list. But yeah, okay, I just, that's just me. <laughs> your your list is 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 the end all be all. Uh, my my number three is uh, you you can argue it if you want, but I have the first birthday on there. Your first birthday. You don't remember it. You don't know anything about it. You don't, but it's 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 symbolic of. For many reasons, your parents kept you alive. You've survived the first year. Your chances of living a life uh, go way up after the first year. So it's kind of like, hey, you survived. Welcome to life now. So for people listening, we're recording this on John's oldest kid's birthday, and he's Mr. Sentimental right now. I'm not. I'm not. I, I think so. That's why we're. He's all. Wow, you are. Uh, no, I, I think the first birthday is an important one. I just do. I know you don't remember it, but it's it's. You know, I, I like I said, I don't. I I don't regret putting it on there. Right. Nothing is more important to me than the things I don't remember. I mean, listen, I've been with you during some good times that neither of us remember. That's probably true. You oh. just have a general vague idea. <laughs> okay, my my number three is sixteen. Okay, yeah, like That's... I said, uh, I had to pick between sixteen and eighteen, and I went with eighteen. So, okay, I'll go right into my number two. Then my number two is eighteen. I think that eighteen is a better birthday than sixteen, only because even though you get to start driving for most places, most people when you're sixteen, eighteen is like the real freedom. Like now you're stepping out into the world. Sure. Yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> Kind of what I was yeah. going at earlier, for sure. Uh, okay. My, All right. my, my number two is, is is 32, actually. Not 30, 32. Why? Because I feel like... I'm getting angry. Because I, I, I'm not a big fan, if, if you've noticed, of putting on every, like, the 10s. I feel like, you know, we live in a society where every 10 is, is a big birthday. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. So you know what? Right. Fuck it. I'm being different and I'm saying 32. But what's great about 32 that you don't like about 30? Oh, you just you you agree with a 30, but you wanted to be different and so you just went with 32. Yeah, I just went with 32. Even though my number one is is a tens it's a tens. But from for my number two, it's I'm going with 32. Because fuck 30. Okay. Yeah, I generally like odd birthdays. Okay. More than I like even birthdays. What number? Oh, wait, we're at, what's your number one? Uh, your 50th. Oh, my God. Why? Uh, I mean, I, well, obviously I'm not there, but I, I envision it as being that that point in your life where you look back and you're like, I'm I'm closer to uh, to the ground than I am anything else. You know? So how is that a good thing to realize that you're almost dead? Because it's 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 to me. I hope uh, if I may hit that age, I can look back and say, "Man, I've had a great life." It's time to kind of maybe start riding off into the sunset and enjoy the things that I still want to do and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? I feel like there's not the pressures of being young. You know, there's not a lot of the same things that come with. 21 25 30 35 you know you're kind of getting into this whatever the last 25 percent of your life i understand where you're going with this i agree with the idea i just don't agree with the specific number okay. right so like my number one my number one is 65 
Because to me, that's like a celebration of a life well lived. You're probably retiring. You're kind of heading off into the sunset. You may have, like your kids are grown. If you got them, you may have grandkids. You probably got things pretty much together. Like I can see 65 as being the celebration of a life well lived. And now you kind of get to rest and enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. But 50 seems like more of a panic birthday. We're like, oh God. (laughs) I mean, I, I, you know, thinking about it from, uh, you know, over the course of decades, right? I, I guess 65 would make more sense now just because people are living longer and, you know, most people are working into their 60s. Hell, 265. All right, what's in your, what's in your, it's interesting that we didn't have any young, really that many young birthdays. Well, I did, but okay, <laughs> what's in your honorable mention? Yeah, so like, like, uh, like I said, I had 16, I had 25, um, Car insurance birthday. It's a big yeah, birthday. It, it is. It's definitely yeah. For for that reason, uh, I had a, <laughs> I put a hundred on here just because there aren't very many people that reach a hundred. You know the century mark, and uh, that that would be just a hell of a birthday to reach. Um, and those those people always have the the most outlandish things when asked. You know how did you how did you live to be a hundred? And it's always. A coke a day, or a you know a pack a pack of cigarettes till I was eighty five. You know, it's just insane stuff. Uh, is that all you got? Hundred? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I have thirteen up there. I remember I was a big X Men fan. I thought that when I turned thirteen, maybe I was going to develop mutant powers. That didn't <laughs> you did. happen. You did. You get to talk to me every week for like forty five minutes. Yeah, that's a that's a great power to have. Let me tell you, it's really working out well for me. Uh, <laughs> I could go twenty five car insurance birthday. That's a big birthday. It is yeah. when you see your car insurance and you're like, damn, that's a, that's a solid birthday. That's pretty much it. I would say it is interesting that the older you get, the less you want to. You would like to have the body of a young person again, but you wouldn't actually want to be young again. Like, would you want to be sixteen or seventeen again? No, I mean, and if I wanted to be, I would just want to be for, you know, four hours and then not have the hangover the next morning. Yeah. Having your youth back, but not actually being that young would be would be nice. Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you get a chance, please leave a review. We really appreciate it. And we'd love to know. What, what do you think is the best birthday? It certainly isn't 75. I mean, I, that was a little ridiculous. I think that we can all agree on that. But number one's a tough one. Love to know what's yours. Ridiculous. I think that we can all agree on that. But number one's a tough one. Love to know what's yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.